Sally Lucas, um, undercover marvels. Are we expecting James Bond to turn up? (laughs) Well, maybe. Who knows? But this is a new book that's just been released I'm speaking about called Secret Marvels of the World. So you can go and undercover one of these marvels. (laughs) Okay. All All right. right. So we're the undercover agents. Yes. And it's um, this is Lonely Planet has put this book out, by the way. And so... They start by saying you might have gone down the Grand Canyon or up the Eiffel Tower or the Colosseum, but now you're looking for something away from the madding crowd. So suggestions of things you can do if you've already travelled extensively, maybe, and you are looking for something a little different in places you've already been, but just didn't know these little hidden secrets were there. Um, Plenty of those, aren't there? There are plenty. And one of them looks so pretty, Jane. I'm just looking at it here. It looks like the tree trunks have been painted in these incredible colours, and it's called the Rainbow Eucalyptus Trees, and it's in Hawaii. And it's... um, Yes, it's on Maui, should I say, on the Hannah Highway, and you look for apparently mile marker number seven if you're driving around, which you need to do in Hawaii anyway to get around. Um, yeah, so this is what they call a painted forest of rainbow eucalyptus trees. So it's a quirk of nature that produces trees that literally look like they're frozen rainbows because of all the different colours. And what causes it, they have reds, purples and greens and all sorts of colours. It's sections of bark shed at different times throughout the year in strips, so it gives the effect that got these wonderful painted forest. So quite Mm, beautiful. Very beautiful. And they would have been transplanted from Australia. Quite possibly. Quite possibly. Definitely. Um, The other one is there's a canyon called the Nine Mile Canyon in Utah in America, tucked away in the rugged sandstone mountains, the largest and oldest outdoor art gallery it's called. And it's called Nine Mile um, Canyon, rather, but it's actually 74 kilometres long. So I haven't really Googled to find out why it's called Nine Mile Canyon, because that doesn't convert to 74 kilometres. Yes, although that's fairly common, isn't it, yeah, in yeah. Uh, geographical names? Uh, but apparently it's got lots or thousands of ancient um, petroglyphs which have been carved by the native Fremont and Ute tribes between AD 600 and 1300. Mm-hmm. And this area apparently is... Um, is depicts scenes through everything from war and sacrifice to animal husbandry, family dynamics, etc. And you can get a free brochure from the Carbon County Visitors Centre in Price. And Price is on the East Route 66 in Utah. So these are just some interesting little things, aren't they? Hmm. And look at this one. Little babes, picky babes. Now they're on a beach, would you believe it, in the Bahamas. Now but We, we n- are talking the piggy type of the babe. The piggy type we? of babe, yes. Not, yes, not the chicky babes, but the piggy babes. Um, and this is at a place called Pig Beach, would you believe, which is um, in the Bahamas. And even though it might be quite the right time to go there after, of course, the Hurricane Irma, but if you go there once everything's recovered, it's an ideal place, they say, to bask in the bright Caribbean sun or snorkel with rainbow fish. But it also turns out to be the best place in the world to hit the sands with some rather unusual local beach bums, swimming pigs. Can you believe it? Oh, that's amazing. Isn't it amazing? So the southernmost uh, beach of this uninhabited, uninhabited rather, big major cay is part of the Exuma Cays, which is a cays like a coral isles. And it's, they call it a porcine paradise, home to a gaggle of wild pigs. I don't think pigs are called a gaggle, are they? Well, they can Geese be Geese are, but I mean, <laughs> yes. and apparently they love nothing more than having a daily dip. So instead of go swimming with dolphins and all the girls, you can go swim with the pigs. I mean, isn't that something really different? Very different. <laughs> Would you like more? Oh, why not? I'll give you one more. This is an Italian chapel in Orkney in Scotland. 
1942, Italian prisoners of war were brought to work on causeways linking Orkney to the Southern Islands. Mm -hmm. So when Italy capitulated in 1943, they were prisoners no more. So they lobbied for a place of worship. And soon they were building a chapel themselves and painting frescoes and a mould and they moulded a font out of concrete etc so it's got some quite elaborate decorations which are they say are all the more remarkable considering wartime constraints on building materials at the time so it's called lamb home h-o-l-m lamb home and it's a short drive from orkney's capital of kirkwall the chapel is open daily for you to visit well, that, again, is something very different. Some great things to add to your experience. Oh, aren't there? And there's, there's a whole heap of these. These were in the um, Traveller magazine um, on last weekend, actually, if you happen to have a copy of it. And it's got a, a whole range of different things, which we'll talk a couple about a couple of more of those, I think, because I think they're quite quirky and interesting. They, Sally Lucas, we're looking at some of those lovely places around the world that are a little bit different and give you just a whole extra dimension to your travels. Absolutely. And some of them, as we mentioned with the chapel, uh, you know, in Scotland was, was caused from the war, but at least something nice, you know, came out of that. Um, this is another one sim along a similar vein, in a sense. It's called the martyred village of Oradour-sur-Glane in the Haute-Vienne region of France. Now, apparently in this village, not a single burnt-out car was removed after the 1944 Nazi massacre of the villages of that town. Mm. So the remains of the French villages, the village rather, where they had 642 inhabitants that were murdered during mm. World War II, are memorialised memorialized rather as a warning to future generations. So after the war, Charles de Gaulle announced the rebuilding of the town northwest of the original village and the charred rubble of the martyred town will be preserved, making it unique amongst destroyed villages in Europe. Mm. So it's about 120 no, it's not 120, about 20 k's northwest of Limoges, which is famous for its pottery, of course, which is sort of, I guess, north, uh, southwest of Paris, heading, if you, that's the direction you're heading in. So that's really interesting as well, isn't it, to yeah. think that that sort of thing happened. And this is an interesting one, Jane, the Pigeon Towers of Iran. Ooh. Now, apparently, pigeon poop was big business in 17th century Iran. It was used as fertiliser, and uh, in an area such as Isfahan, where melon farming was widespread, and they needed enormous quantities of fertiliser. So to meet the huge demand, farmers needed pigeons to excrete en masse in a location where their nitrogen-rich droppings could be collected. <laughs> so the solution was to build huge dovecotes, and they are massive. And they were designed, for, designed rather for pigeons to land, rest and drop. Yeah, put their droppings down. So something really interesting, isn't it? So that's just out of Isfahan, and there's a few of these pigeon towers still remaining. Oh, excellent. Yeah, now, that certainly is different. <laughs> well, now, uh, you've got some seasonal spectacles I've for got one us. More oh, yeah, one more quirky? One more mar one marvel. More. Go for and it. And I've seen photos of this from the year that my son's taken when he was fl he's flying over that area. Um, it's Lake Hillier in Western Australia, and it's at an island called Middle Island, which is part of the Australian little-known Recherche Archipelago, and it's Lake Hillier. And they're not sure how the lake got so pink, but it's pink, and it stands out in stark contrast, of course, to the, the blue of the ocean, which is just metres away. So unlike most coloured lakes, Hillier's hue is neither a reflection of the lake bed, nor is it influenced by the dye of seasonal bacteria. So it retains its pink colour even when placed in a bottle. So there you go. You can do it as a two-hour helicopter tour from Esperance, if you wish. So okay. it's just off the bottom of Western Australia. What a lovely part of the world that is, too. It certainly is. And 
then a few other just little seasonal spectacles I thought we'd talk about, and most people would know about some of these, but one of them, of course, is New England autumn. So in that part of America, of course, Boston and to the north, all that area with those wonderful deciduous trees that they've got, which transform from green to yellow, orange, purple, scarlet. And of course, that is just a fantastic place to travel through. And it's a lovely time of the year. I think in most countries, autumn is beautiful, particularly in the Northern Hemisphere, where you get this blaze of glorious colour. So just keep that one in mind. The other one, which I was told about when I was there this year in Oman, for a few weeks between March and April each year, the Sultan of Oman is infused with the intoxicating scent of roses. And they thrive on the countries right up in their high plateaus. And we were up there, they showed us where they were grown. And their petals are harvested by villagers because they produce the hu- a huge amount of prized rose oil, which is very important. Lots of things based on that, and which is also used in perfumes and cooking. So that's something else you can do. And of course, the other one you probably know about, which is so cololorful, tulips in the Netherlands in springtime. Of course, that of course, is between just March and May, and you've, I've seen colours of those with the gardens. You know, they've taken an aerial shot, which is just amazing, and that just seems to go on forever. These fields of beautiful coloured tulips, so and they get them go. all in light colours. Yes, they like stripes, like this. Yeah, oh, absolutely mm. fantastic. The other thing I would like to mention, Jane, is um, there is visa scams happening, and we've have, have even had it to a client of ours just to let people be aware. Um, check with your embassy or with your travel agent to make sure you're getting the correct link to go to because a family member this person said and it was very similar to what we had recently paid $180 for an electronic visa for India and it should have only been 50 Mm-hmm. Okay, and the same for America. You've got the U.S. electronic system now, which is called ESTA, and that should only be about fourteen dollars. And we had a client pay one hundred and fifty because uh-huh. he'd gone onto the incorrect website. So just be aware, there's scams happen in all areas these days. Um, I think Vietnam. There are a lot of uh, fake there are, websites. You're, that you're correct. Of, yes, there are. So be very careful when you go into Google and you're searching. You might not be on the right website, and all it would mean is a lovely phone call to your travel agent or the embassy. That's all it's going to cost you rather than be scammed for lots of money. So just keep that one in mind. Sally Lucas, what's in the hot deals department at the moment? Well, I have to talk cruising, actually, Jane, for a special reason, is that every year all the cruise companies come together and have a month where they call Plan a Cruise Month. So if you're thinking of doing a cruise... This is the month to make your commitment because you're going to get some good savings. Mm. And it's on just about every cruise company, so I'm not going to sit and mention them all. There's far too many to mention. But there's all sorts of savings available through, with most of them go through till the end of October. Um, Some have already finished. They only did them for the first week, and and one, I think, finishes on Monday. But that's only three of them, and you've got so many more after that, like there's dozens that go right through till the end of October. Just to give you an idea, I'll name a couple, like, for example, Royal Caribbean, Celebrity Cruises, Norwegian Cruise Line, Carnival, you know, and even river cruises such as Travel Marvel and Avalon, etc. So keep that in mind. Also talking um, with Travel Marvel, as I just mentioned them, also about the end of October with them, they've got uh, solo traveller super deals. So you pay no solo supplement on a range of river cruises. So keep 
that in mind as well. And they've got some air credits available on a range of their other um, cruise programs, in, for example, in Canada, Alaska, South America, Africa, Vietnam, Cambodia, India and Sri Lanka. And they've got 50% off solo supplements if you wanted to do a tour in New Zealand, Western Australia or Tasmania. Hmm. So there's some good discounts to be had there. Um, Ancient Greece and the Dalmatian Coast, that's a lovely itinerary that Voyages to Antiquity has. And what they've done with that now, they're giving you actually a two-night hotel stay in Athens as well as the cruise. So that's really a nice little package they've put together. And that's for May next year. It's a 13-day and that's from under $4,000. Also, um, the Three Queens Voyage. Yes, that sounds a bit ah. strange, doesn't it? <laughs> anyway, it's, of course, the Queen not Victoria. Priscilla. <laughs> no, not Priscilla, Queen of the Desert God Lover. Beautiful movie. A fantastic movie. Queen Victoria, Queen Elizabeth and the Queen Mary II are coming aboard uh, to do a range of different cruises in July next year where you can marry them up end to end if you want to, like Iceland, the Baltics and Transatlantic, Transatlantic Norway and Western Med. North and Transatlantic, British Isles and Transatlantic, Baltics, Iceland and Transatlantic. So these are a few different cruises next year that are in July, August, if you are interested in the Queens. Mm. Um, Also with Antarctica... They've got some packages out. The current packages for 2718 have still got um, a limited availability of free return flights, which ends, that's with Aurora Expeditions, on at the end of October. And for 2019, they've actually extended their early bird till the end of October, which had already expired, where you can get up to 15 and 20% off a range of Antarctic and Arctic expeditions and also up to 10% off their Kimberley Coast. Mm. And also I just thought I'd mention Jane Peregrine, who people probably associate more with adventure travel on land. They do have adventure cruising. Um, So I'm not talking about this as a hot deal so much, but as a different way of cruising. So they believe in sustainable cruising and they help local communities. They only operate very small ships, so they're not making such a huge impact with a carbon footprint. So you're not unloading thousand odd passengers at a time you know some of them might only have 50 people and so on most of the people uh, the vessels only have like 30 to 50 passengers not up to 3,000 so you've got no delay getting on and off vessels so it's really quite a wonderful way of traveling and they travel to a whole range of destinations throughout Europe as well and into the Seychelles Greece, of course, well, that's Europe, Portugal, West Africa, the Cape Verde Islands, in, into Cuba, Iceland, etc. So the Costa Rica, quite a range, and they range anything from like a motor cruiser to a yacht to, they've got a lovely brochure out if anyone's interested in it, covering all those areas, all the different range of vessels that they operate, and they're doing it sustainably, which is, which is rather nice as well. And just lastly, Jane, there are some good... Um, packages out at the moment, fly cruise, taking advantage of this cruise section at the moment with the reduced rates that Discover Australia holidays have put out, where you can combine either the GAN with a cruise or the Indian Pacific with a cruise, which is quite lovely, or some of them even are taking in Kangaroo Island. So there's a whole range of those for 2018-19 that have got some great discounts on those as well, so keep that in mind. So as always, Jane, there's plenty out there. Planning ahead is always such fun when it's to do with travel. Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thanks, Jane. We'll talk travel again next Friday on 2NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.